Jake's Farming Now Podcast with your host, Jake Solomon. Welcome back to another episode of the Look Who's Bombing Now Podcast. With me today is a very funny guest. You've seen him on Dry Bar Comedy as well as, what was the other one, Richard? Uh, there's been many places that people have seen me. I mean, you could have seen me on TikTok. You could have heard T- me you've on... You've seen him on TikTok. You just name all your credits and then I'll repeat them. So people <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that makes a comedian feel good when you have to yeah. list your credits and then the host <laughs> yeah. is like, oh yeah, I think I remember that. He's, he's been on a bunch of stuff. You've seen him on TikTok. Uh, everybody, please welcome Richard Savarte. Richard, thanks for joining the show. Hello. I brought fake applause. Oh my God. Look at that. Wow, it's a it's a comedian's potluck. I had no idea. I've never had anybody prepare their own soundtrack. The the issue is that I do far too much Zoom comedy, and uh, <laughs> to you know, and I've like developed these methods to just avoid the deadening deadening silence. Wow. Well, we appreciate that, all the viewers at home, and I appreciate that. So I wish I had that for the other nine episodes or however many we've done of these, because. Uh, yeah, there is a lot of that when it's just you and one other person. I mean, it's a brave new world, man. I mean, uh, I'm sure you have some sort of soundboard there. You have headphones, microphone. I don't know what's, you know, from your clavicle down, but I assume there's some sort of uh, uh, no all, all natural, no no sound bites, and it's not me being too proud. I just hadn't thought of it, so I feel very underprepared now. Okay, uh, got it. So this is not like a a raw punk podcast on purpose. Mm-hmm, correct. Yeah, that's correct. So if you could use that soundboard that you have uh, mm-hmm. throughout throughout our, our talk, that'd be fantastic. Absolutely, dude. I'll hit you with a couple surprises here in a moment. Yes, I love it. Uh, w- uh, so given the, the viewers some context, Richard met you at uh, a show in West Hollywood. I think it was maybe Peachy Keen at the time at Bar Lubitsch. You know what? I don't think I've ever been to uh, uh, Jetpack when it was Peachy Keen. Oh, Hmm. Oh, you know what? I know. I know how we met. How? We met at the setup because Pete had said, I got a good friend, Richard, in San Francisco. And I told him That's I was going right. to San Francisco. That's and I right. actually met you at the show. Dude, I love Yeah, man, dude, that, that spot was just that was just the most fire spot ever. Hopefully it comes back. Is it not there? Uh, I mean, the space is still physically there, but we are uh, fighting some sort of, we're fighting a legal battle. Oh, it's, it's a, um, but dude, we are like bringing in the reinforcements right now. Like I have a lawyer, dude, we're t- working with the district attorney. Um, like, dude, it's going to be like, if it, it's like a whole Dave and Goliath thing right now. <laughs> That's insane. I've always wanted to work with the district attorney. Like I've always thought that was so cool. Oh, like, dude! Yeah, I'm working with, with the DA's office, man. Like that's like I just know the, the DA. DA from. Yeah, I just feel like Batman just working with the DA. I thought that was so cool. Contact the DA. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. Um, well, it, it is a great spot. I remember going to the setup uh, in San Francisco. I'm like the area is kind of scary, and I walked. I walked to it. I remember being a little bit scared, but then when I got in there, it was like you know very welcoming and warm. Uh, I didn't feel scared at all because it's. I don't know mm. San Francisco at all, but you, yeah, around there. Yeah, just to give the viewers some uh, context, uh, yeah, I run a comedy club in San Francisco called The Setup, and that's where Jake and I met. And uh, it's a beautiful comedy club surrounded with heroin needles. Yes, and yes, perfect. I mean, San Francisco is it's 
it's such a contradiction. Like they're literally perf- uh, giving clean needles to homeless people. You know, they're like, yeah. cause they're like, Oh, you could infect yourself if you use a dirty needle. So here's a clean package. Wow. That's really sweet of them. Do the DA <laughs> help with that? Yeah. The DA hands them out personally. Yeah. yeah, yeah she actually does the injections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about giving back, you know, and it's about time they did. So it's about time. Yeah. Um, our Did DA you, is amazing, by the way. Her name is Honey, Ma- Honey Mahogany. So Honey um, Mahogany, really? Yeah. So if you have someone named wow. Honey Mahogany on your side, you know you're going to win. Yeah. Setup is going to be back in no time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's back already. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Uh, did you uh, Did you start in San Francisco? Is that where you're from originally? Yeah, I'm from the Bay Area. You know, I grew up in a bunch of like side towns in the East Bay, Fremont, San Jose, all that. Um, but yeah, I started comedy in San Francisco, 2011. Um, great scene. It's a uh, it's it's a it's a bubble, but it's a great scene. You mm-hmm. can get on stage so much. Can you can you uh, walk to shows? Is it that close, or is it kind of LA type where you got to drive all over the place? It's close. Yeah, it's like New York City in terms oh, of like awesome. being able to hit show after show. Um, yeah, San Francisco is like a small New York City. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've only done the only experience I've had in San Francisco was like spread out shows, but it's because they were shows and not necessarily mics, I guess. But, um, I've heard that, I've heard that sentiment before that San Francisco is a, a good place to, uh, get your teeth cut and also just do comedy. I've heard it has a lot of spots. Yeah. Before the pandemic, I mean, people were literally doing, um, there were some people hitting four spots in a night, which, I mean, that's crazy. That's like the, the, high end of what you can do, but it is possible. Wow. Look at that. So did you, uh, okay. So you started there. Uh, do you remember your first show that you did? In the I Bay? do. Yeah. I, it was at the, uh, uh, it was at a venue called the rocket room, which is now neck of the woods. So that's when you know, you've been doing comedy a long time. <laughs> it's like all yeah. the venues you started at have different names and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so I'm definitely in that boat right now, but, um, yeah, it was at a venue called The Rocket Room. I still remember a hosted, uh, open mic hosted by Danny Decci. Um, shout out to Danny Decci, wherever you are. Shout out to Danny Decci. I was, do I have anything for him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was way too loud. <laughs> wow, but, uh, Danny's bringing the heat, man. Good for him. He deserved a, a sound effect. Dude, Danny is, uh, he's, uh, I don't know if you've seen him, but he like, he takes a pencil and he hits his cheek and he plays music. And, um, <laughs> no. he, he, <laughs> he was actually on the gong show recently when they brought it back. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, tight. but yeah, he, he did my, um, he hosted my first open mic, but my, my first open mic uh, was too long, man. It was seven minutes. Wow. That's a yeah. long time to for be the on first stage. time on stage. Time. Holy hell. Would you, did you, uh, did you have any experience being on stage before then or any like public speaking? Uh, you know what? I had played music. Yeah, oh, I had okay. a, I had played music very badly for a few years. What, and, what kind of bad music? Uh, I would just bring a guitar up there and do like singer songwriter oh. kind of stuff. Yeah, wow, and it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, like I did have rock star dreams. You know, I used to. You know, I thought I was going to be the next Billy Corgan, and um, <laughs> a lot of my friends just very like subtly were like, "Yeah, your music, you're really funny." Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> while you were playing guitar, just hilarious. This is a hilarious way you're playing that G chord. <laughs> uh, so you, uh, so you, so you had done some stuff on stage. How much did you, did that seem to help you just being comfortable uh, in that first open mic? You know, I mean, maybe, yeah, just getting up in front of people, I think um, it, it just prepared me for the shock of it. Um, mm-hmm. But the the thing is that, because uh, I, I, I wanted to do comedy for many years. Like I, even in college, I remember wanting to do comedy and I wrote all my jokes on a piece of paper and I got to the open mic and I, put my name on the list. And then I was just like, Oh, I can't do this. And I just fucking walked home. Mm-hmm. And, um, but so the way I actually uh, started comedy was, um, so in May, 2011, I took this trip to Puerto Rico and I went scuba diving and like an idiot, me and my friend, we went scuba diving without an instructor. And we were just like, we're good at this. You know, we've taken one lesson and, uh, <laughs> we got sucked into a riptide and like the rip, it just, I was like, dude, we were underwater in a riptide. And I was just like, this like is like a horror movie. And, uh, and then it's the water started pulling us toward this like island, like a small island in the middle of uh, just off the coast and just started throwing us against this island over and over and over. Like I was literally just getting thrown like a, like a raggedy and all just like, and onto the rocks and then back into the water, onto the rocks, back into the water. And I was like, dude, I just threw off all my scuba equipment and like I started climbing the the rock and then like my hands were like grabbing sea urchins. So like my hands are like full of needles and I'm falling down and I'm getting back up. Dude, like, so, and then I managed to climb onto the rock and then I'm just by myself for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, okay, well, my friend died and <laughs> what? And, and I'm here. This sounds like a, this, were you on an edible or something? This doesn't sound real. <laughs> I was on ins- inexperience is what I was oh, on. Oh, <laughs> also a heavy drug. <laughs> yeah. Confidence plus inexperience is the, the lethal combo here. Wait, I'm so sorry. Rob. Did you say your friend died? I thought he died. Yeah. Cause I was, oh, okay. So you couldn't even find him. <laughs> Cause I couldn't find him. I was on this rock in the middle of the ocean for 10 minutes and nobody appeared was coming up. And then like, kind of like a, like a, I don't know, some like Liam Neeson movie, like this hand just shoots out of the water and like, I'm like, Oh my God, he made it dude. And then like my friend pulls himself up and then just like lays down on the rock next to me. And we were just like, okay, that was, you know, we should have probably thought more about that. But, um, I didn't know that you could go scuba diving by yourself. I thought you had to have a license. Like, I thought that was a thing. Yeah. Well, you, you, I mean, yeah, you have to have a license, but like I, you, it's one class basically to get the license. And um, so we got licensed um, and, but it's, you know, it wasn't, and this is Puerto Rico. Like they don't oh, care. Puerto Rico. Yeah. They just do whatever you want. Wow. <laughs> so, so, so you almost die, and then that's when you decided you needed to do stand up. Yeah, dude, it was too much. It was like a it was like a <laughs> lifetime movie, dude. I was I'm, I'm I'm honestly mad at my origin story. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, okay, wait. So all right, so he he the friend you find the friend. You guys are there on the rocks, like whoa, scuba diving is not what we yeah, thought this, it would be. <laughs> well, I thought it was all just bubbles and you know colorful fish, dude. <laughs> yeah, just like swimming with like you know, stingrays and whatnot. And uh, yeah, there dude. you are with sea urchins in your hands, bleeding and whatnot. So, uh, so you guys uh, are alive, which is good. We're, um, we're alive. Yeah. So it, it, about an hour later, uh, we, this ship came by and we flagged it down and 
uh, they got the coast guard to come and get us. And it was just like, it was just pathetic. We were like, Oh, and we were on Puerto Rican TV and it's like, they're like, look at these dumb American tourists, like just, you know, like what? you can't swim. Oh my, you were on TV, like uh prime That's time? First TV credit. Yeah. Oh wow. Look at that. <laughs> Local oh, Puerto Rican news. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You go back there and they all know you. They recognize you. Richard, yeah. Richard, let me get a picture. Yeah, they're like, oh, stupid American. Yeah, I mean, Americans too, but like, right, right, that's very true. <laughs> the dumbest American, Richard, right here. <laughs> the dumbest American. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm thankful for that moment. I was like, you know, and then I, so that was, um, yeah, that was like early May, and then my first open mic was May 24, 2011. So I got wow. back. I was like, listen, life's too short, and once again, <laughs> I hate myself for that, and uh, you know. I That's signed up for a mic so and did it. Wow. So that, that obviously getting that airtime helped you prepare as well for the stage, just being all over the news of Puerto Rico. Just Right. Yeah. Before yeah. I did my first open mic, I already had a TV yeah, appearance. You're, yeah. Know. You're pretty famous. So you had this near-death experience and then you decide to do stand-up seven minutes for the first time, which is a crazy amount to let somebody far too much time try right? to make people laugh. Uh, do you remember some of the jokes he wrote for the first oh one were, were they yeah, as I mean, bad they were, as oh they were terrible dude oh there's i mean even embarrassed to just talk about them did I you think, talk uh, about your scuba experience <laughs> no i didn't my my first joke was uh what if gandhi was a boxing instructor and he's like he's like all right you're in the ring and now don't hit him <laughs> <laughs> pretty good <laughs> That's not bad. You don't, you're not using that now even? Man. Dude, I'm not bringing that back, dude. Like, I, I go on stage super confident. I'm like, oh, dude, Jake, maybe he's right. Maybe I got yeah. something. <laughs> now don't hit him. <laughs> oh, I think I said, let him hit you. Oh, my God. That's, that's beautiful. I actually, for the first time, it's like, that's not terrible. Was the accent as good then as it is now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... I, I, I'd have to go back and look like I'm not aware of my own evolution of my Indian <laughs> accent. But yeah, I am like, I'm, I'm always like confused about like what kind of Indian accent I'm doing. Cause it's not like a real person that sounds like that, you know, like, like, what are you doing? Why are you here? Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> did, did you, did it get laughs? Did any of your jokes get laughed for the first mic that you did? Yeah. I think there was like a couple like, <sighs> yeah. And uh, you know what? Like, I think I, I remember not like bombing completely. So it was like, yeah, I remember like a, I'm trying to remember who was there. Like I, I, in the, in the audience, I remember a comedian, uh, his name was Conrad Roth. I think he still does comedy. Uh, I think he's in Boston now. I'm just trying to remember like, is like, who was there? Did you invite anybody? Did you invite friends or family? You know what? Two people, two of my friends just found out I was going to do it. Like, cause I was like, well, I'm going to try it. And they were just like, we need to, we need to see this. And, uh, but I mean, they're like two, they're still two of my really good friends, which is crazy. Those are those day ones right there, man. Dude, I, yeah, I have legit day ones. Like who's a, do you have day ones at your first open mic ever? Uh, I, I didn't invite, I had, so the friend I had, um, I invited two friends to my first one and I just, you know, we just kind of fell out of touch. Um, mm. so no, I guess, but even the other people that 
saw me like earlier on when I did invite them, like, you, you know, you're shitty. You're really bad in the beginning. And then, you know, as you grow and you, you know, you're doing this for over 10 years, you know, they don't really see you again. So, uh, they're also back home in Ohio. So I haven't really seen all the, the day ones that I had. And when they did see me, it wasn't good. It was not good. So, I mean, you're a funny dude. I'm sure it was good in a, like a, it's so bad. It's good kind of way. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, that could have been. Did, yeah, the comment. Uh, I, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. The comment I used to get a lot was like, "Man, I really like your saver jokes." Mm. You know, like the ones after you're you're bombing and then you start yeah. doing those jokes. People yeah. would always tell me they love those. Wow, look at that! No, I never got compliments like that. Oh no! Begin. It took. I think it took me maybe a little bit longer than most people. I didn't have the same. Well, that's another question I was going to ask. Did you? So after your first open mic, were you starting to do comedy consistently then? Or was this something that you were doing? Every yeah, week, every I hit. I hit it pretty hard. Like, I mean, I, I definitely would do like, well, it definitely took like a very big emotional toll on me. So I would say like for the first time I was like, okay, I'm going to go up once every two weeks. And then th- I did that for like two months. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go up once every week. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go up twice a week. And then once I got to like, if, well, I think after the, like six months, I was going up like four or five times a week wow. at mics. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. My, my trajectory was a little bit different. I did my first show, my mic, and then I didn't do it again for a year. And then after a year is when I kind of started taking it seriously. But that's why, like, mm. I don't have the same connection with like my uh, my 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 comedy birth date as like a lot of comics will have. Like, mm. your, your marks fifteen years stand up. Like, mine yeah. is really I'm not attached to it at all because it's, it's a very weird. Well, I mean, I think Louis C.K. has that same same story. I think he did a mic, and then I think he didn't try again for a, like either a year or two years. <laughs> He's like, I just on some people in the green room didn't go over well, and I just thought maybe I'll I'll give it a, a break for a little. Yeah, bit. I mean, I just think I, I think comedy is just so funny because it's so brutal. Like, like that when it, I mean, <laughs> there's like the the first time you bomb, you're like, oh, this is like a bad thing. Like, mm-hmm. like I did, I yep. d- should not do this. Yep. Yeah. It feels, uh, feels like you're in trouble with the DA. feels like maybe this was a, a really, really bad idea. Should not yeah, have it feels like, yeah. It feels like honey is like, yeah. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, so uh, after, um, sorry to go back to that first mic, but the, the first one that you did, um, mm-hmm. were you, nervous before and like during it or did you have a moment of like extreme confidence is there anything that happened during it where you felt like all right i'm getting kind of catching a rhythm yeah i I find that i mean for for me like and even to this day like i'm pretty nervous right until i go on to the stage and then when i'm on the stage it's fine Mm -hmm. and then afterwards it's in the middle, like, I mean, I really think that's why we do stand up comedy because there's sort of like a suspension of time when you're up there. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not like you're not worrying about shit. You're, you're like hyper focused. You're like, okay, people are here. I got to fucking tell jokes. I got to make this work. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. very true. I've never heard it described that way. That's, that is, that's so true. You're like, how am I going to, not so much now, but like, how am I going to fill 10 minutes? And then you're up there and you're like, again, the light, that was 10 minutes. Yeah. I've barely said anything. It's, I mean, uh, you know, honestly, it's kind of like a meditation, you know, because you you get to disappear um, mm-hmm. and be fully present for a while, you know? Is there a bomb that sticks out to you, whether it was a lot of pressure on that show, like maybe it was like a big showcase that you were on and you bombed, or if it was just maybe 
um, a, a huge audience and there wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a showcase in front of industry. Um, was curious if there's a bomb to you that, that sticks out as, as maybe your worst one. You know, I actually have a bunch of bombs that, uh, like I'm, I'm riddled with them, dude, like cancer, just like Beautiful. all throughout Beautiful. my body. Fantastic. I figured I would just list off a couple for you. Uh, so, okay. The, well, okay. So I did comedy, uh, at the Hollywood improv on the main stage on the night, on the day that Kobe died. Oh no. Yeah. So, and I got on stage. <laughs> you try making a joke about Kobe dying. No, I didn't even worse. I just didn't acknowledge anything. And oh. like, I was the first comedian up and like you, it was, it was palpable in the room. Like everybody, every, I don't know. Do you remember the day? It was, everybody yeah. was yeah. sad. And, uh, you know, I, I just got on stage and I was like, yeah, hey guys, I'm Indian, but my name is Richard. And like, people were like, dude, this guy is so out of touch right now. Like, no, like, is he even like alive? <laughs> and they were expecting to be a funeral home and you just were, you were trying to cheer him up too much. You know, at least maybe like, a, hey guys, I know it's a crazy day, but you know, let's try to forget for a little while and laugh. Yeah. Dude, you know, I just straight up went in like, you know, like, yo guys, <laughs> like with these like premises that like no one cares about, you know, just like, Oh dude, I just got a bidet on my toilet. And, um, so the, I ate, I ate shit for 10 minutes and Damn. it was, it was like, like utter silence, utter silence. Like, like my, all my jokes that kill, like literally just, I would do them and there would be no noise. And then I would start the next <laughs> joke. And, uh, and then it was and like, and then, uh, after me, um, Jamie Kennedy went up and I was like, <laughs> Oh dude, boy. Like, like, I'm so ridiculous. I was like, Oh dude, it's fucking tough crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes up there and he's just like, Oh man, how could, how could anybody do ta- comedy at a time like this? Just acknowledge it. And then just started crushing. Yeah. Oh God. Oh yeah. man. That's a, such a bad feeling. <laughs> the guy when you bomb and the guy after you just destroys and you're like Fuck. destroys dude yeah because like and i feel like my my set was like loading the spring a little bit because it's like man this guy's so out of touch like can we get someone who like at least you know read the news today mm-hmm. damn. And, uh, <laughs> damn so but i learned my lesson if a famous celebrity of your city dies and you go on stage that night acknowledge it so yeah that's fair that's a good rule of thumb yeah, a little learning experience for the crowd yeah. here. Um, um, early on, one time in San Francisco, I was at this, uh, I was doing a show at this bar and it was very sparsely attended. There was about three people in the audience when I got on stage. And uh, as I started doing my set, every, each person left one by one. Oh, wow. And <laughs> by the end, it was just me and the host in the, in the room. And then the host went to the bathroom. And so it was me on stage by myself in this room, just talking into a microphone. <laughs> wow. It's like America's got talent. All the judges like leave and they take yeah. the audience with them. Everyone's, and I was just like, I, I don't know. I just, I thought that was such a good metaphor wow. for stand up. Did you finish your set to yourself or did you? Uh... Oh, I did the time, dude. I've never yeah. gone off stage early. Yeah. Wow. Good for never you. Uh, the only time I got off stage early uh, was this a gig. So this was for, uh, it was for a company that uh, they were like a, they resell firearms. And um, so 
me and um, another Indian comedian, we were performing at their holiday party. And uh, the, the show was like, when we got there, we realized that it was supposed, supposed to be some sort of like cultural night for them. And so oh. the audience was mostly white people. And uh, it was set up in this like auditorium and they had like a, a, like a Chinese food stand and then like a, like, I don't know, like a mahjong table where you can learn how to play mahjong. <laughs> and then like, uh, it, it, there were all these like stands for like various cultural things. And then we were doing comedy. So we kind of realized that we were like the Indian cultural point of this show. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they set up the, the, uh, the sound so bad that it was, it, it felt like a, like a, you know, like if you're at Comic-Con or something and there's like different booths, like it yeah. felt like we were the comedy booth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not gonna be able to compete with the other vendors, man. They're too exactly, loud. Dude. I'm like, dude, there's Mahjong over there. There's, you know, <laughs> there's chow mein over there and me. <laughs> and, uh, I start, you know, <laughs> I start doing jokes to basically like the radius that I can cover, like with where my sound is hitting. And, uh, I'm doing jokes like, and it's, it's deafening in this auditorium, like, because people are just, it's having full on conversations. And then, and so I can't hear myself. I'm doing jokes. And then to try to get someone's attention, I just did like this joke about like, uh, like, Oh, I came so fast one time, blah, blah, blah. I started doing all this. And then the organizer happened to be in earshot and she was like, excuse me, excuse me. There are children here. There are children here, sir. And uh, she just unplugged my mic in the middle of my set and just escorted me oh. off the stage. <laughs> so. Wow. What a way to go down. Yeah, dude. But That's so funny. Were people like walking up to your, were people like walking past your booth, like with their food and stuff, like just staring and then just kind of giving you like maybe a, a, a two Mississippi and then like continue walking kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They were coming in like after the premise was already established yeah. and like listening to like a tag or two and then being like, Hmm, I don't know about that. Doesn't make any sense. It's so fun. Yeah. It sounds like a, a science fair where you just kind of go by each, each station and mm-hmm. you, you give it a, f- a five to 10 second once over and then you're on to the next one. They're like, Oh, what interesting. A- these, uh, yeah. these strips tell the pH balance. Oh, and this is a, yeah. uh, <laughs> This guy is speaking in some sort of humorous way. Interesting. <laughs> that was so terrible. Um, wow. Let's see. I have uh, I have three more. Yes, I want to hear them all. Uh, so okay, and this is I love this one because this is just like the typical story. It's like everybody has this, but I performed at a charity um, event, and the charity was for this. Um, it was for this uh, charity called Room to Read. And uh, so right before my set, they play this video and it's just like this tiny Indian child in India. And the kid's like, uh, my family has not had fresh water for the last three weeks and I am thirsty. And then like, and then it's like this whole thing and this video of like, you know, oh, we're helping these kids like learn to read. And then the kid's like, thank you, room to read. Now with your help, I will be educated to help my mother. And then he's like, like bringing these like pails of water oh to like God. his mom, like in a hut. She's like got flies. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Thanks to letting, now I know how to read, but I'm still hungry and dehydrated. Yeah. What the fuck? 
It's like, am I supposed to eat the books? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody thought like these kids need something. Let's, let's give them the gift of reading. Yeah. Just, you can read about food and how good it would be if you had it. Oh my God. I'm sorry. So, so you had to follow up a, a very sad, uh, uh, video of a of yeah poor, yeah. Uh, yeah this like poor impoverished child and then this was back in the day once again like I was not I used to have this really ridiculous bit where I'd be like hey um you know guitar center what if there was microphone center and then like I would do this joke where like you're trying different microphones and it's like oh this is the observational mic this is the shock humor mic <laughs> yeah and then for the shock humor, Mike, like, I'm not even going to say what I used to say, but it was very shocking. Mm, yeah. And um, and it was not the time or place. Damn. And so you lost the crowd completely. Did you lose the crowd after that joke or just you being there? The whole thing was just a mess. Yeah, I think they were like, OK, let's give this guy a chance. But then when I did that joke, it was really bad. And. You know, those bombs where it's like so the room was packed. There's probably 120 people there. Oh, man. And um you know those bombs where no one's laughing and then you hear your friend just laughing in the back? Yeah. Because like, they're laughing at the fact that you're doing so bad. It was... In there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was happening. Damn. It was that. Damn. Well, hopefully you helped some kids read after that. Yeah, I'm sure I, uh, I'm sure I helped a lot of donations yeah. that night. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> they were like, yeah, just we'll donate a thousand dollars to this charity if you just never have comedy here again. Right. <laughs> That's the thing though. Like, you know, like I'm sure we, 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 comedy gets plugged into all these places where it doesn't need to be, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I think the weirdest one that I did was like a, uh, I was part of this like intramural, like co-ed of, like hockey team. And like the company that owned that one, they also did like volleyball, cornhole like it was a league for a bunch of like intramural sports and they wanted to have like a a drinking day and it was like yeah it, a bunch of stuff much like cornhole there was drinking games and then they thought hey let's let's do comedy on the volleyball court and oh, yeah perfect. just like standing yeah. in the sand just Sta- like yeah standing yeah <laughs> it was indoor so the the indoor uh uh, whatever the little rubber recreational mm-hmm. pieces that they had. And it was, yeah, there's like a net in the way. And mm. uh, it was like, it was weird for everybody. Like, of, of course myself, but like everybody else, I mean, they're playing beer pong. They're hammered out of their minds. Yeah. And like, I'm an annoyance to them. And uh, I'm just yeah. trying to do these jokes about cornhole and being on a shitty hockey team and stuff. And they like, it was it was the worst setup ever. Like everybody's ignoring me. Like you mentioned, it was like loud. I didn't belong there, and I didn't even have like a a, a joke about like come or jerking off to like even get pulled off the stage. You I wish I had that. Even get pulled off the stage. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> the the owner was like, "You're doing great," and I'm like, "I know. I'm. I can't hear anybody. I can't see anybody. Like there's a net in front of me. <laughs> like nothing. What what makes you think this is a good idea?" I love the idea yeah. of just performing with a net in between you and the <laughs> yeah yeah right, and the barrier, <laughs> just like in case they throw yeah. something at you, like yeah, the net right. will catch it. <laughs> yeah, or go. I mean, it's a volleyball net. Those drinks definitely could have went right through it. But like you said, maybe it would have stopped some some of the uh, 
the the cups, I guess. I just yeah, I just don't get it. Like people think like like because music you can plug into anything, you know, just like put a person right. with a guitar anywhere and it'll like create some ambiance. But it's like people start treating us like we're Spanish guitarists in the corner of like a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's <laughs> it's not no. this is not pleasurable ambiance. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, you can't make the, the comics background. It doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work that way. And that's why, and I think that's why bombing is just so much different than a guitar player. Because if they mess up a, a word or a string, people, you know, it's very passive. Whereas a bomb is more awkward for everybody. So yeah, I, I've talked to a lot of musicians, and they they universally kind of think that like stand up is probably harder than um, music, just in terms of the pressure. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's that one art where you know you get that instant feedback. It's you, Mike, and the audience and they're waiting on every word that you say. And it's where kind of like words are just so powerful. Yeah. yeah I'm very biased, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt. I know you had other bombing stories. <laughs> sorry. So sorry. So I'm just, I'm dropping a whole bomb. Like yeah, I'm dropping keep... a series of bombs here, dude. Uh, there's no cold war here. Dude. Yeah. This is one after <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep this bomb train moving. Keep it going, dude. Oh, dude, this, uh, this one, oh man, I was in, uh, El Monte in LA and uh, just this Mexican dive bar. And so I was supposed to go up like, and then like I got bumped by like several comedians. One of them was uh, Jeff Garcia, who is like one of the (laughs) best like Latino comedians like working today. And uh, he just goes up and like, is literally doing comedy in Spanish and is just destroying. And, um, (laughs) <laughs> and then he just gets out. He's like, thank you very much. You know, at this point I've been bumped by like 45 minutes yeah. and then <laughs> the show's been going for two hours. And then I get up there and most people in the audience, they're all tatted up. I'm hundred percent sure that they were like members of like MS 13 there and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, Jeff Garcia has just gone up and been like, you know, tamales are crazy. You know, um, everyone's <laughs> <relaxed>, dude. <laughs> And then I go up there and I'm like, I was just like, yeah, so uh, I'm kind of awkward. You guys ever make eye contact too long with people and then start smiling? And then like, it's just silence, dude. And like, just all these, just, I don't know if you've ever had just like disdain from like a large amount of gang members, but you're just like, I, I'm just not happy. And then, so, (laughs) and then, so I started spiraling and I was just, I, I don't know why I like I was just like, you guys, I don't just, you, I just started getting antagonistic. I was like, you guys are the worst audience. Like I'm never coming back here. Like you guys are garbage, dude. I was like, you guys are so sad. You live in El Monte, dude. I live in West Hollywood, dude. I started getting like superior. And then, you know, they started kind of like yelling at me like, Hey motherfucker, you better like, you better watch what you're saying right now. And I just was like, I just dropped the mic and I just walked out very quickly. And I, as (laughs) I walked by the producer and I was like, you run a shitty fucking show. And I just like ran out to my car and drove home. Dang. Wow. <laughs> That's uh pretty wild. You need to try, yeah. did you try to sneak in some Spanish to maybe get them on your side or was that not an option? You know what? I actually did try this stupid joke where I was like, uh, I was like, you know, Mexican people are so deep. Like everything they say, it just sounds so deep. Like, uh, like I talked to my Mexican friend and I was like, Hey, it looks like it's going to rain today. And my friend was like, you know, as sometimes in your life, there will be rain. 
Did they that hit? Did they like it? Or no? It did not no? hit at all. They were just like, they're like, so so you're you're racist? <laughs> like, what happened to Jeff? Bring Jeff back. Yeah. Where'd Jeff go? Dude, and people, I mean, I'm sure I I'm, I'm sure I created a lot more Jeff Garcia fans that night. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because they were just right. like, oh, we can see how bad this is. Mm-hmm. And um, Dang. I, and I actually, uh, I still actually have really bad PTSD from that night because the last words I said to that host were, your show is terrible. And then uh, like, uh, like eight months ago, he killed himself. So, um, okay. yeah. So I like, I had wow. that on my conscience that I, you were a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, how can it's I like live that with that show? That show I did. It's never going to amount to anything. <laughs> I just it's wanted to have that one good fucking show. Richard guy. Yeah, fucking Richard. Wow. Well, that's tragic. Uh, wow. I mean, <laughs> we're not here to talk about our successes, right? <laughs> <laughs> so true. Wow. Well, if you could go back, do you think you still would have told him it was a shitty show? No, I think I would have hugged him and been like, oh, okay. yeah. Bro, You're dude, I will thank yeah. you for what you do, sir. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I learned a lot from this experience. <laughs> uh, and then, how, um, how, wait, how, uh, I'm curious, how, how young into comedy were you when that show happened? You know, I was much further along than was uh, okay for that kind of behavior. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you're like so even keel. I can't even imagine you doing that because I have never seen. Yeah, a Richard that like gets like that frustrated, right? Yeah, it's it's hard for people to imagine. Uh, it's like I, I'm like I'm like like a dog. Like if you just like stoke it too much with like a little poker or something, I'm just like mm. like I just like. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play sports, Richard? Uh, no, I never played sports. I I love okay. working out though. I'm like I'm I I'm you wouldn't be able to tell because my frame right here, but uh. I uh, I love weightlifting. <laughs> uh, yeah, Zoom it, it takes away uh, ten pounds of muscle. I yeah, yeah. And no, I have the like the it's the cameras place. Yeah, squeezing. the filter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, wow. Very. <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, that's a really good bomb story. Uh, okay. And then R- R.I.P. to that host. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. R-I-P, it gets worse yeah. than killing a guy. <laughs> well, I think we should end on a lighter note than we can. Okay. Somebody. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's right. uh, so I, uh, I did this stupid, uh, college show in, uh, Western Massachusetts. And, uh, so this was through NACA and like, so that's NACA is where you, whatever it's, it's, a a bunch of college kids book you. So yep. I don't know if you've ever done a college kid uh, gig before, but it's like, I hate reporting to someone who's much younger than me, mm-hmm. you know, like, and this yeah. kid, he was like, I mean, he was like 18 and I'm like, hi, I'm here. Like I'm the comedian. And then I'm like taking like, you know, uh, directions from this guy. But, uh, I had to do comedy in a lecture hall at the college and the kids, they were all just sitting in the back of the room. Uh, like as if I'm a teacher, like I'm like the physics teacher, they're sitting in the back. They're like too cool for it. And I'm just like, dude, I don't want to be here either, dude. <laughs> and, uh, it was, I was just bombing and then like already bombing. And then 15 minutes in this black kid walks in and takes a seat, like in the back. And I just looked at him and I go <laughs> late, huh? That's typical. And <laughs> Oh yeah. 
And that sealed the deal on my uh, on my tombstone right there. <laughs> so what happened after that? Did he or did the, everybody else there kind of? He just looked at me like, what? Like, and like, this was like, you know, and everyone just kind of looked and it was all, it was, it was all mostly white people. And then it was this one black kid walked in and then, you know, I just dropped like this, you know, fucking hack racial remark. Damn. And then everyone's just like, okay, this is yeah, a mistake. And so I just powered through 45 more minutes of just material and just looking Damn. at these children and, um, got off stage and they booked two comedians. So I did an hour and then another oh comedian God. comes up and does another hour. <laughs> wow. Did he do well? Uh, it was a, it was, um, it was a black woman. And so, oh. uh, you know, I think it, it was some redemption for that, for her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Damn. That's a, that is a long bomb. That is a very long time. Yeah. 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 An hour of bombing is like, I mean, years off your life. Yeah, dude. I mean, do you see like these circles under my eyes? <laughs> I mean, it's like this is from <laughs> wow. this is experience That's, here. Yeah, that. So I would assume you haven't done that that college again. No, thank God. Yeah, I I do have a college coming up. I'm going to be at in this Farmville, Virginia, and oh, uh, it's nice. it's so far from any airport. Like it's. It's an, I'm, I'm flying into Raleigh and I'm going to drive two and a half hours. Fuck. Is that, yeah. they pay for that though? They pay for it. Yeah. That's right. They do. They better dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They better. Wow. So of all the, this is, this is the most amount of, uh, bomb stories we've had on the show, which is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> is is there a, a worst one then? Is there one that really of those of all the ones that you've listed? Is there one that you think is the is that Kobe one? Because to me, I feel like it's, it would be only because it is at the Improv. You are on the main yeah. stage, and you know it's. I would assume it's packed, probably. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. It was a packed show. It was a it was a Sunday, right? Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, pretty full Sunday main room Improv. You know, worst day ever for LA. And just, yeah, I, th- that one sticks with me as like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I have a deep scar inside. Man. Yeah, I can imagine. Wow. I know you want to end on a, on a light note, positive note, but. Yeah, I don't know how you actually end these podcasts on light notes. <laughs> yeah. After yeah. <laughs> uh, usually I'll, I'll, I'll ask comics to say like if they have any advice or um, any, any big tips that they would give to anybody that maybe wanted to start comedy. Uh, what what would they tell that person? Oh wow! Uh, if, if somebody wants to start comedy, I mean, the the thing I say is like, uh, c- comedy is not something that you tell somebody to start. Like, you're either doing it or you're not. And like, to really be a comedian, if somebody has to like push you to get on the stage, you're just not going to last. You know, it has to be something deep within that you just feel compelled to do. So I would just say, like, if you're starting comedy, ask yourself, like, am I, where's your self-motivation on this? You know, because just like someone being like, hey, you should try is not going to do it. Right. It's got to come from within. Beautiful. It's got to come from within. And, uh, and if you feel that, you got to act on it. Because if you don't, you're going to hate yourself.
Wow. That is that that deserved a <laughs> Yeah. Let's see what sounds did I not? Oh, we forgot to use the Oh no, that's not what I want. I had a couple of rim oh, shots. Oh man. I was that would have been I was perfect. actually I was hoping you're gonna have the uh, the nineties audience like aw. <laughs> Do you have that on there? Uh I, I think I used to have it. Well, so this used to be a, like a, wah, 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> but then it's uh, it's something different now. I don't know when that changed. Dang. Well, next time, next time we can. Next time, dude. Install. Richard Sarbato, uh, the most recurring guest on the yeah. <laughs> right. bomb podcast. Because I only Richard. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like Richard. It's been a week. Tell us about the bombs you had this week, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> you've done a show this week, right? You probably yeah, have right, some information yeah, right, right. for us. <laughs> Will be like uh, was that Oprah that did like where are they now type of thing? Which do like updates with more bombs throughout the year? Yeah, 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 yeah. I you just guys might have missed it. Yeah, <laughs> the circles under my eyes just get progressively <laughs> bigger and bigger and bigger until they take up my whole face. Richard went back to that Mexican place in El Monte <laughs> and bombed again. And he bombed again. This time <laughs> he killed the whole waitstaff. Yeah, <laughs> but he joined <laughs> MS13. Dude, I would love, dude, if MS-13 will take me, I'll do it. Yeah, I think you'd be a good fit, man. I think you'd be the smartest one. Yeah, dude, I could be the, you know, the the manager, the uh, marketing director, the whatever. Yeah, they got to have a guy for the books. You could be the, yeah, be the, the books guy. Yeah. Books guy. Yeah, totally. Or manage their TikTok, you know. TikTok, yep. Mara hey, Today we are going to do a drive-by <laughs> and then you could edit it. It's like a vertical film video. And it's like, all right, <laughs> we're driving. From... <laughs> we're going to kill this fool today. Yeah. <laughs> this guy took my money last week. <laughs> um, ending on a light note. There it is. Uh, there it Richard, is. thank you for, for joining the show. Uh, where can folks follow you on social media? Plug your tags real quick. Yeah, you different. can find me on Instagram at Richard Sarvate, TikTok at Richard Sarvate. Um, my website is richardsarvate.com. Yeah, lots of stuff happening in LA. You know, if you're in LA, I'm going to do an hour at the Glendale Room on April 8th. That would be nice. Look at that. April 8th. I will be there. Can I be there? Is there tickets? Yeah. Can I come? You can be there. Yeah, of course. Hell yeah. I'll be there. Richard's going to be there. Uh, make sure you guys uh, check Richard out on all the social media platforms. Uh, Richard, thanks again for joining the show. This is great. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, this is fun. Of course.